Talk Speedway. Talk Speedway. Hello and welcome to the Talk Speedway podcast in partnership with Grant Henderson Tankers, Wellman Cars of Hamilton, Metaskill IT Recruitment, Blackfriars Financial Services, Heathen Hodge and Maitland Travel. How are you this week, Graham? We've had lots of news that we're obviously going to catch up on uh, with uh, yourself during the podcast. Busy, busy week, Scott. Speedway world, real life, it's all go. Yeah, we're in full flow, I would say, we're in full flow. Definitely. Um, it's, you know what, it's like a normal winter almost in Speedway, isn't it? Yeah. Which is great. Kind of a bit of reality. We spoke about it last week, but sign-ins, fixtures for the Premiership announced, championship fixtures to come, I believe, in the next few days. Mm-hmm. Um, well, depending on when you're listening to this, who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this could be a year's time. Um, but yeah, nah, all good. And uh, plenty for us to get our teeth into this week. Absolutely. Now, there is quite a lot of kind of signing news in the Premiership, which we'll get to later on in the podcast. Uh, so just to make you aware, in this week's show, we're going to be welcoming, welcoming Eastbourne team manager, Will Pottinger, and Ipswich and Kent star Cameron Heaps. Uh, but before we speak to the guys, Graham, we're going to look over some of the big headlines. As we say, we'll get into the Premiership news later on in the podcast. But there was a story that broke from British Speedway this week, and there's only one place to start, so that's down at Plymouth. Um, they've certainly created a storm <laughs> since the the, <laughs> the newly formed, kind of newly named, sorry, Plymouth side, the Gladiators. Uh, since they've been accepted into the Championship, they've wasted no times and shake uh, no time shaking things up, signing two former Grand Prix riders, one of which is a three times world champion in Bjarne Pedersen and. The one and only legend himself, Jason Crump. It doesn't get much bigger than that for the second tier of British Speedway, does it? Pretty, pretty remarkable, you know. Average age, yeah, about 104, and I think their <laughs> average, average, or sorry, their average for the team building might be about the same as well. Um, no, I joke. They obviously <laughs> two, two big signers. Bjarni was announced first, and you thought, you know what, that's great. You know, Bjarni's been a great servant to British Speedway, going back to his Newcastle days when he first came over. Fantastic to see him back in the championship um and then a couple of days later you know after some ribbons shall we say on a group chat between myself and you or kind of be a group chat if there's only two years in it i guess <laughs> messages back and forward from yourself saying oh this nonsense you told me about crump what's this well there you go scott when we woke up was it wednesday morning thursday yep. morning um and there it was jason we crump in the, the championship. same bed you made that sound as if we were in the same <laughs> bed there when we woke up <laughs> ah, that's People have versions of us as the Burton Ernia, British Speedway. Um, <laughs> but no, um, absolutely fantastic news. And you know what? Fair play to the guys at, at Plymouth. They they tried or were, wanted to get up what would have been the 2020 season and that was knocked back. But that's not stopped them from motoring on. Um, they're in there. They're back in the league. And, and what a statement to make. Um, back in the league with an absolute bang with a three times world champion and, and as you say um, let's not forget Bjarne Pedersen a guy who's I don't have any stats in front of me but I'd take a guess at somewhere in the region of 50 plus maybe 100 plus Grand Prix in his career mm-hmm. certainly 50 plus 100 might be a bit oh, yeah, high on the, the mark but <laughs> certainly you know unbelievable and also you know we spoke about it last week with the, the rising stars Plymouth with their their National League background, I'm sure, have a few guys ready to take the step up and and who better to learn from than having those two guys in the pits with you? Well, I think from, from Plymouth's point of view, OK, so here's my thinking in it. We obviously discussed last week um, about the teams that were then affected by uh, having to make some changes because of the new Rising Star thing. Now, you had kind of brought, brought to the table that there was only three teams going to be affected by that that had to make changes. Now, with Plymouth being accepted into the Championship, it then narrows the, the rider base down that they've got to select from. Because I've seen a lot of people saying, like, oh, that that's not leaving them a lot of points to build with. They didn't have a lot of riders to choose from, and this is the point. If you try to make a statement when you're coming into the league, this is certainly the way to do it. But it's not like a normal winter where almost every rider's up for grabs. They've only got a small pool of riders to pick from, and... I think uh, when you're looking at that, you want the na- the names in there, the big names, to get the bums and seats, and yes, yeah, some rising stars in and around it to to kind of learn from these guys. It's 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 an excellent bit of promotion by Plymouth. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's it, when you look at the riders that were available, um, 
there probably weren't a lot of your your kind of middle order, third heat leader kind of caliber riders available. Um, you know, in, in years gone past, I guess a, a new team in, in this predicament would just have went abroad and brought in a bunch of newcomers to British Speedway. You know, how realistic is that this year? With who knows what's happening with travel restrictions and visas? Again, I, I don't know the, the ins and outs of, um, you know, their ability to sponsor riders for work permits, etc., etc. Um, so, yeah, what they've done is I think they've probably brought the big guys in first. They'll backfill their team. There is still going to be some good riders available. There's there's other teams that will make changes and there'll be riders out there. And, you know, some of the other names you're, you're kind of hearing rumoured about, there's there's no messing going on down there, and it's you know what you as like a to champion. Share some of those names. That's not my place. Um, <laughs> For the rumor, you're not you're not exactly. Well, that's it. true. <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah. So some of the, you know, you start to hear some rumors. There's maybe some Americans coming over and things like that. Um, guys that have maybe been in the UK before. Um, still on on nice low averages. I've seen mentioned. Um, I take but yeah, you know, Mister Manzares then. No, no, I actually wasn't talking about Gino, although he, he could be a shout. I'd heard the, the Rumo brothers, potentially, okay. um, and, and guys like that. So, yeah, you know, it's it's such a shot in the arm. And even, I guess, as a championship fan, you know, for every other team in the league should be happy with those sign-ins at, at Plymouth. Because um, that's your, your, your fair-weather fan who picks and chooses their meeting. If you've got Plymouth due at Shieldfield on a Saturday night and it's a nice sunny day and you think to yourself, what am I going to do tonight? Oh, no, I've got the Speedway, you know, 10 meetings a season. One of those meetings is going to be the Plymouth meeting. Um, you know, and for a team that with the best wall in the world, particularly for us Northern-based guys, you know, through no fault of their own, it's not an easy place to get to, you know, Ashfield on a Friday night or Armady on a Friday night from Plymouth. Um so, yeah, it's an absolute boost for, for every club in the championship. When Plymouth come visiting, I think you're looking at 20, 30 extra bodies on the door um, and, and how exciting that will be. And seeing those guys on track, um, fantastic. I'm I'm all for it. So so the next question then is obviously Jason Crump said the fair old layoff for the sport, retired, just came out of retirement, was going to race in 2020 with Ipswich, is now committed to doing two leagues within the UK, Bjarne Pedersen, I think, was he racing Denmark and possibly Sweden? I'm not entirely sure. I'm not sure, sure in Sweden. Not, I know it's, I think it's maybe Denmark, Peterborough, Plymouth, yeah. No, I mean uh, previous to this, so like 2019. Oh, sorry, last year, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, I yeah. think he was only realistically only riding in Denmark and possibly Sweden. Um, this is, for, for what age is Bjarne Pedersen? Do you know that off the top of your head? You're a bit of a stato. You maybe 43, that I think. 43, okay. So we look at both their ages and considering Bjarne Pedersen again was also uh, announced at Peterborough this week as well. That's a lot to take on for these guys because, as I said to you privately, um, I don't know where Jason Crump's based, but if Plymouth are going to maintain a Friday night racing, which he corrected me on, uh, it's a fair old way to Plymouth, even from switch on a Thursday to go to Plymouth and a, a Friday you'd be as well come to Glasgow really, it's just as far um, <laughs> it's a lot isn't it to, for, to go from not a, having a big schedule in terms of in Bjarne Pedersen's case and no schedule in Jason Crump's case to then going full on, I mean the championship's a difficult division you're here, there, everywhere. The the Premiership always seems to be a wee bit more condensed in, st- in terms of travelling, but the Championship is that more intense when it comes to travelling, isn't it? I think so, um, but I guess, you know, f- for guys like this, maybe the, the advantage of having been there, done that, mm-hmm. will yeah. help. You know, it's, it, you're right, it's a lot to take on, and it, you know, things get harder as the years tick on. As You know, there's an old saying that the only thing undefeated in sport is time. Um, and that's very much the case. But, you know, I guess if, if you're a guy like, like Jason Crump, like Bjarne Pedersen, who in the past has, has been used to dealing with Sweden, Poland, Grand Prix, UK, Denmark, Sweden, Poland, Grand Prix, then, you know, setting up for that, as you say, we know that Crump will be based in the UK, so that will help him. And, and I'm, I think, and again, I could be wrong on this, but... I don't think that his son's road biking is a European challenge. You know, I don't think it's a, I think that's a UK-based championship that he's in as well. Mm-hmm. 
So I think, you know, and, and we all know for these Aussies, you know, they think Nana jumping in the van and going yeah, 24 hours for a meeting, um, let alone, you know, five or six hours. So, yeah, it's, you know what, there'll be times where it won't be easy. There'll be times where there's, you know, and off the top of my head, you know, I think Plymouth are potentially going to be Tuesdays. I don't know if that's been announced officially, but I'm sure I've seen that somewhere. So, you know, Crumpy could have a, a Monday at Bellevue, a Tuesday at Plymouth, a Wednesday at Birmingham, a Thursday at Ipswich, a Friday at Ashfield. <laughs> um, and, you know, that's going to take its toll on anyone. Um, but, you know what, these guys have been there, done that. Yeah. They're probably, and I'm not, I don't think I'm speaking at a turn here where they're, and even with the style of riders have been their entire careers, they're, they're not the kind of guys that's going to put themselves into, no. into difficult positions, you know, and I'm not saying they're there to make up numbers or they're not going to be trying their heart out. Of course they will, but you know, they're gone are the days of them being the young chargers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the 120 meetings a season, you know, we know some of the logistics, some of the guys put in, you've been involved in that um, for some guys a lot more than me and, and trying to organize, you know, 30 meetings in 31 days over six countries and stuff for yeah. people. And, and, you know, it won't be easy, but if anyone can make it happen, then, then these two can. And, and as I say, um, if and when the fixtures do come out this week, the, the first Edinburgh fixtures I'll be looking for after Glasgow, of course, because that's the first one you look at <laughs> is the Derby, um, will be the Plymouth fixtures. Absolutely. Uh, what we're going to do is, is an exciting time for, for Plymouth. Um, exciting time really for the, the, the all the clubs really down in the, the southern England. When you look at kind of Plymouth with the big news, obviously Poole completed their team this week uh, with Daniel Hume coming in as the rising star. I think that's a very shrewd signing and I would expected nothing less from the Poole yep. promotion really there. They do look as if they've got a really, really solid team there. Um, and if we move along the coast again, to Kent, we're going to be speaking to Cameron Heaps uh, about their side. They've got guys like Scott Nichols and stuff involved there. Um, but one of the probably the, the the kind of more all round sides that we see in the south coast uh, is Eastbourne, a team who didn't need to change uh, their septet for the the 2021 season from 2020 due to the rising stars. They've got a very young British based side. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to speak Eastbourne Eagles with Will Pottinger now. Talk Speedway. Talk Speedway. Welcome to Talk Speedway, Mr. Will Pottinger, the Eastbourne Eagles team manager. Uh, well, th- again, thanks for joining us, but one of the more probably more fortunate uh, team managers within the UK uh, in terms of the rising, New Rising Stars initiative, uh, Eastbourne, who everybody kind of looked at for 2020 and said that it was a very strong lineup. Uh, you've managed to retain that one to seven with even with the new mm-hmm. kind of directive. You must be happy. Yeah, hello guys. Thanks for having me on the the no podcast. Um, we uh, yeah, we're really pleased that we've been able to maintain the same seven riders. Um, we built the the team at the end of 2019 and um, we've got a strong uh, British emphasis anyway that season but we wanted to to continue that we've got the basis of the 2019 team and then we added um, Drew Kemp to that and uh, that was one of the, the key signings that we wanted to make was we wanted to have a strong reserve that could score points not just at home but away from home because that was our our failing really uh, in 2019, we we had a number of occasions where we were running teams close for you know two thirds of the meeting, and then we'd fall away a bit the last third. And uh, you know, if you want to be successful, you need good reserves. So um, it was uh, really important for us to be strong there, and also to be you know strong throughout the, the whole team because it's a very competitive league. And uh, you know, just in the last few days, you see. Bjarne Pedersen, Jason Crump coming into the league, and you think, well, you know, this is going to be, uh, this is going to be some league this year. So, uh, you know, we're, we're very fortunate not to make changes, um, but we, we're confident with the with the team we've got that we can be there or thereabouts. Yep, and, and just one thing, well, and obviously, if you're not on a, a place to, to confirm this either way, then then just tell us. So, but I did notice when the the Rising Stars list was released during the week that Jason Edwards wasn't on it. We've seen a few amendments to the list since it was released. Was that just an oversight? Will it be Jason that is the, the, the Rising Stars as the, it's been bracketed in the team this year or will it be Drew Kemp that's that's in that position? 
I'm not 100% um, why that uh, Jason wasn't on the list, to be totally honest with you. I, I can only presume it was a bit of an oversight. But, um, um, yeah, it's... Um, uh, it is a program that I'm I'm really pleased to see come in, to be honest, because I think it's well overdue and um, good to see that it's being brought out over the the you know the two leagues. And because to be fair, you know it wasn't really fair for Jason Edwards to be coming up against riders like you know Paco Castagna and and that and that uh, reserve in in 2019. You know it gives them a bit of a foot onto the ladder, so to speak, and gives them a good opportunity to, to progress in the sport, which which is good. Yeah, it's it's a team that I really like the look of all, and it's something that me and Scott have spoke about before. When, when you put a team together, what I really like about the Eastbourne team is the riders are in the positions they should be in, if that makes sense. Yeah. There'll be guys wanting to move up and down, but there's not like a guy that spent a whole year at reserve that's, that's now been pushed into a third heat leader role because an average fits. There's, there's not a guy yeah. that's, you know, everyone's in a position that they, they should be able to exceed in. Um, and and you mentioned there, you know, some steel averages almost as well. The, the one maybe wild card in the team that will be Tom Brennan. You're a guy that, that set the, you know, set the, the Speedway world alight when he, when he started mm-hmm. the season in 2019 before those horrific injuries. Nobody wanted a year off in 2020, but it's almost a case of, given that bit more time and not riding as much as we'd have been expected to, while also getting mm. a few rides in, might actually be a boost to somebody like Tom, starting afresh with everyone at the same level in 2021. Yeah, exactly. I think that's right. Um, I think it was always key for us to include Tom. It would have been very easy for us to use his average, you know, six points plus as an excuse not to include him. Um, because it will be hard for him to increase his average, you know, from the off, he, he might take a bit of time. He might have to go go down a, a bit before, and then he goes back up. But uh, it was always our intentions to include Tom because he's a very exciting prospect uh, for the future. Um, and you know, we have to do everything that we can in in, in British Speedway to uh, you know give the opportunities to the young riders and make sure that they can progress, um, not just in Britain, but, you know, with opportunities to ride abroad. It was great to see. Um, I know 2020 was a difficult year, but it's great to see Tom, Drew and Jason all getting experience ab- abroad and, you know, being involved in the Speedway Nations for, for Drew must have been an invaluable experience and something that he'll take with him uh, you know, for the rest of their careers. Absolutely. Well, um, we were discussing earlier on um, just about the, the kind of, in the championship, the southern teams there, the really southern teams as we would call them in Scotland, in terms of <laughs> Kent, uh, <laughs> Plymouth, uh, yourselves and obviously Poole, um, all look very strong. Obviously, there's a lot of riders in there that maybe Eagles fans will look to with some nostalgia as well. Uh, but I'm sure since Eastbourne kind of dropped into the National League now, they've made their way back into the Championship. They've been there for a couple of seasons. But a team that's dropped down into the Championship, who's obviously a big rival for Eastbourne, the fans must be really looking forward to those rivalries again with um, with Poole. Yeah, it, I mean, it's it's great that um, the, the Eastbourne have got the local rivalries with, with Poole and, and Kent and, you know, Plymouth uh, in there as well now and yeah that, that's great for the supporters because everyone wants the, the local bragging rights over over the other team uh, regardless of what sport it's in so that's something to really look forward to and the thing I like about the championship more than anything is the, the vast variety in the leagues you know you've got all the tracks down south and then you've got Leicester, Birmingham in the middle and you know uh, Scott Scotland, uh, Scottish teams, Edinburgh, Glasgow, Edinburgh, um, sorry, Berry, Newcastle. You know, there's a lot of variety in the league. That's really good. And, you know, you're not riding the same team, you know, every couple of weeks, are you really? So I think that's um, that's really key. And the, the, if you look across the teams, there's a lot of quality, you know, across, um, uh, you know, you, you look at Craig Cook, Sam Masters, you know, Jason Crump, Bjarne Pedersen, and, mm-hmm some fantastic riders in the league and it, I think it's probably the best best league in British Speedway to be yeah. honest with you Yep and, and looking at Eastbourne as a whole as well you know there's it's a club that, that seems to be very upwardly mobile obviously we've had Ian Jordan on 
um, a previous episode talking about kind of social media and the, the digital side of things. And, and we've seen an announcement a few weeks ago about just some of the initiatives that, that Eastbourne have planned for this year. You know, how much does that, that side of things kind of move its way onto the team as well? Do they sort of see what's happening and then the club will kind of build and move forward? And does that kind of help you when it comes to signing riders or putting teams together? You know, people wanting to be involved in Eastbourne when they see everything that's going on, not just sort of putting a team on the track and, and trying to win trophies that way. Yeah, it certainly has an effect because um, throughout 2019, when we were racing in the championship, there was a good feel-good factor, you know, the supporters were pleased to be back at a sort of professional speedway level and, um, you know, everyone was enjoying the racing at Arlington and it's um, certainly going to be an interesting year. I mean, uh, the, the, the fun, the riders all bought into, you know, what we were trying to get across them in 2019 and obviously they all, they all wanted to be back, you know, the, the paid on time and, you know, there's no no sort of issues with, with money at the club. So, you know, that, that all helps all these little things because, you know, nobody wants to be chasing and chasing for, for money. Um, so, you know, it, it's all it's all going in the right direction. You know, we've had a, a year, sort of introductory year, so to speak, in the, in the championship, but now we want to sort of kick on a little bit and make sure that we're towards the top of the league and getting in, all the, the finals and the major competitions. Absolutely. Do, well, do you think that the year's gap we've had due to the pandemic there's going to um, it's going to put a boost on the gate and obviously maybe, maybe give the riders a couple of extra miles per hour as well because Avdi seems to be <laughs> just desperate for some sort of speedway. Yeah, I mean it's going to be it's going to be hard, isn't it? I mean. Uh, it could go either way, really. It could have a real boom in Speedway, which we all hope it will. You know, everybody's so desperate to go and, and see live sport, um, Speedway in particular. And, um, you know, we can all only hope that, fingers crossed, that um, everything goes well. Um, I went to, uh, obviously, I had one match for Eastbourne last year at Plymouth, but I went to the, um, the British Under-19s at, at Scunthorpe. And... Um, that that was well put on, you know. There's plenty of room for everybody to social distance, and um, there was no sort of issues there. Everyone was um, sort of well behaved, and you know there were no groups of people, and uh, you know so it can be done. And I can, uh, you know, I've got a lot of time for Ian Jordan and Trevor Gear at Eastbourne because they put a lot of hard work into it. But also, you know, everybody else in Speedway, you know, it would be so so easy for for people to, you know, for the promoters to pull the plug and say, you know what, we're just going to not bother anymore and it's too much of a risk. But they've all put their necks on the line and they're all running and I think they deserve a lot of credit for that. Yep, I, I couldn't agree more, Will. Um, we're sometimes accused of being overly positive on here. You know, when, when you start working <laughs> at some of the the social media stuff and some of the forums and stuff, you would think the world was going to end. But, but I actually <laughs> think there's a right good chance here now obviously we've got to get over things and, and you know things have got to be opened up and stuff but actually when you think speedway it's an outside sport um unfortunately i guess in a way we're never close to capacity at 90 percent of the stadium so if we have to run at 50 we can still fit everyone that wants to be there in and you know i can only speak for myself but you know see when things get opened up i'll be going to watch ted boy links on my local green you know anything <laughs> that's on and happening i'll be there so i think there's an actual chance that a decent run, you know, people are desperate to get out. If we get a nice run of weather and we can go racing at the start of May, you know, it could be it could be an Indian summer. Oh, we, we can only hope, can't we? I mean we've been cooped up for too long now and everyone's just desperate for for some warmer weather and you know, we can get plenty of speedway in. Um like you say, um crowds it's pretty pretty easy to keep people socially distant and um, you know, it might be just the the kick up the backside that you know the sport needed um, to come kicking and screaming into the 21st century in, in some areas, and um, I, I think uh, we've got a lot to look forward to. Um, you know, fingers crossed for a May start, but if it's a you know a little bit late, then you know so be it. We uh, we just want to get racing and uh, look forward to the 
trips to Scotland and everywhere else. <laughs> you must be the only one that's saying that within British media. <laughs> 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 well, Will, thanks very much for joining sure. us on the podcast, mate. We really appreciate your time this evening. No problem. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Talk Speedway. Talk Speedway. Yep, our thanks to Eastbourne boss Will Pottinger there for, for coming on to chat all things Eagles for the year ahead. Um, another man who's who's looking forward to a big year in the championship is former Edinburgh Monarch and now Kent King and Ipswich How have you managed to squeeze Edinburgh Monarchs in there? <laughs> Honestly. Right, it's the first go. question you asked. <laughs> Do you need me to start that again? No, no, on you go, on you go. You're the king. No, I'm, I'm being I'm serious, on you go. You're the king of bridges here, you're the king of bridges, on you go. Keep going. <laughs> Yep, so it's former Monarch and now Kent King and Ipswich Rich, Cameron Heaps. And we will speak to Cameron now. Talk Speedway. Talk Speedway. Cameron, thanks for joining us. Obviously, you come off the back, uh, like everybody, uh, I suppose, during this pandemic of losing out in a, a year's racing. Um, during the winter, or last winter, you had made the move from Edinburgh to Kent. Don't think we could get any further away. Did we? Did the Scottish guys do something to offend you that you wanted to get as far away from them as possible? <laughs> Some could say that, I guess. But no, it was um, yeah, just you know, I had a good year at Edinburgh, but um, for some reason, I kind of they decided they were going to go a different route. So um, yeah, that was that, and I kind of had a few couple offers on the table but can't seem the best one and it's you know only an hour and a half up the road from me so um coming off the back of a year of traveling seven hours every thursday well i was doing half of it thursday night after a meeting at Ipswich, and then the rest in the morning friday um i kind of thought that was a good idea for me so um yeah, cut down the traveling and hopefully not wear me out so much and that might open up some opportunities, you know, to get to Denmark or something, or Denmark, Sweden, or Poland, um, which is something that I've got on my list to do, and you know, I think that'll help me a lot. So, yeah, and obviously, you know, even aside from the COVID thing, it's been quite an uncertain time for a lot of guys. We're seeing, you know, some guys decide not to bother coming over to the UK. We're seeing teams having to change because of you know availability and averages and stuff. Were you set back at Ipswich and Kent pretty early on? For 2021, did they come to you pretty on and say, or, or was it a bit of a waiting game and a bit of a worry for you there? Uh, there was always a you know a worry. Um, I'm quite lucky that obviously I based myself in Ipswich, um, so you know I didn't have the troubles like Jake Allen and that have got that that uncertainty of if it happens or not. Um, but yeah, I was I was in touch with Richie a lot as we're good mates um just you know general talk and then stuff and he was always quite reassuring um and Kent you know as soon as everything happened they sort of just texted and said you know are you are you keen to come back next year if everything goes to plan um so I was I was always you know let know what was happening and stuff like that so yeah it's pretty well sorted so an, another year back at uh, Ipswich, as you say, you're, you're based there. You must feel like part of the furniture, really. But uh, we've seen, again, like you said, Jake Allen, who's not going to make it over this season. Uh, a few other guys c- coming in now. It looks the team seems to be shaping up quite well, but it's, it's quite difficult just now to judge whether it, what teams are going to be strong or not. But it's certainly uh, a good base of riders who have got experience within British Speedway, at the very least. Yeah, exactly. Um, I had a had a meeting with Chris and Richie and um, Danny as well. And, uh, you know, obviously the teams, teams were, were, we tried, you know, wanted to keep them the same. Mm-hmm. So um, as, as the year before, uh, for the 2020 season, but obviously everything changing and stuff like that, um, it couldn't be. Um, and then obviously Jake, decided that he was going to stay home and just, you know, call it quits this year. So, um, yeah, it's yeah, it's a tough one, I think. But I think, uh, you know, our team now looks pretty pretty good. So, Yep. And then, of course, a guy that you'll be riding with at Ipswich, we've now seen you'll be riding against in the, in the championship, um, Jason Crump. Just how 
big a name is that and just how big a signing is that to, to come back into the championship division? Yeah, it's awesome, you know. Um, you know, to have him in the in the premiership is, is cool, but then to have him in the championship as well um, is, is a big deal, I think, and fair play to Plymouth for getting that deal done. Um, you know, they've got a couple of big signings there, so I think that, that could be a tough, tough team. They certainly will, but Cameron, just for, just for the kind of Speedway's point of view to have uh, guys like Bjarne Pedersen and Jason Crump back in, in, in the Championship, you look at the team you've, you're going to be racing for, Kent, um, they spent a, a right good number of years now in the National League and now they're going to be seen a, a three times uh, former world champion. I, mean, they, I don't know if you've had, seen any reaction from Kent so far, uh, but imagine the crowds there is going to be big, there's going to be a real buzz around that and especially for a new team like Kent, uh, and the championship, it's going to be excellent. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, like you said, again, I've been in the National League for a few years. Um, and obviously, they started out there, I don't know, however many years ago, but it wasn't that long ago, was it? So, mm-hmm. um, it's cool for them. Um, and yeah, like you said, to have, you know, a three time world champion in the league. Um, and then the likes of Piani, and, you know, and then all the guys that have been been in the league for you know how many years that are what that good you know it's um i think there's you know going to be some exciting times coming you know how good is it going to be for you know all the all the championship championship tracks to be able to announce that jason crump's coming this week you know it's, uh, i think that'll be uh put a few bums on seats yep and, and you kind of mentioned that there and i guess with the the way things are going with rider availability, for, for you as a rider, you know, a, a championship meeting probably won't be any easier than a, a premiership meeting this year. You know, you, you've got the likes of Cook, Glasgow, your Masters and Warrell, Edinburgh, coming further south, you know, Richard Lawson, we've mentioned Bjarne Pedersen, even guys in your team, if you won't be riding against, but Scotty Nichols, yourself, there's there's not going to be many easy heats in the championship, let alone the premiership this year. Yeah. <laughs> Um, obviously, with, with everything going on and the changes they've had to make, um, that kind of brings them leagues a bit closer. Is what my personal opinion is on that. Um, so yeah, like you said, it's it's going to be a tough tough year. You know, obviously it always is, but like you said, you've got your Sam, your Cookie, um, Scotty. Obviously, I'm not riding against him, but you've got him. You know, and then you throw in Crumpy and Diani. Um, it's going to be a good year, I think. Absolutely. Cameron, just before we let you go, so during the pandemic and stuff, did you manage to keep yourself busy? We, we kind of work away from Speedway. Obviously, you'd lost that income there. We, we know it's kind of tough for riders. Did you manage to keep yourself busy with some work during the uh, during your lost year in Speedway? And I'm sure the I know you're a keen golfer. I'm sure that's improved uh, over the last 12 months as well. Yeah, I um I was very fortunate at the start, um, where we're living, um the horse yard that my girlfriend uh, my fiance manages. Um, they had a lot of work to be done around the place. Um, so I spent a fair bit of time at the start of it all, um, in the digger doing a lot of work for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it kinda of snowballed from there. Uh a few of the people that have horses up there. Um, my ladies needed some work done and I think I spent like three months there towards the end of the year. Um, once I moved out from there and me and the Mrs. Brody are in the house, um, I spent about three months um, going to her like three days a week and mm-hmm. I think I'd done a car park there and um, yeah, we, I'd done some different things as well. I um, From that, uh, I had a, another person that was up there that's got a horse up there um, they had a really been washing company and their worker. Uh, I went washing bins for about two to three weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, traveling around, I think I ended up in Kent or near Kent, um, washing bins a few days a week there. Done some loads of stuff around it, switch washing bins. So mm-hmm. I've been busy. Um, I've had to do it. There's obviously, you know, keep the financial thing going. Um, it's, yeah, it's been a bit of an eye-opener, really. I think a uh, pretty big reality check um, made me realise how good I had it, and uh, made me ha- realise how much more I want it. You know, 
So um, yeah. I'm looking forward to it this year. Yep, and as uh, Scott alluded to, I can't remember was it was it Danny King or was it Richie we had on before what would have been last season, just after one of the charity golf days. Um, and, and his advice to you was definitely to stay on the on the speedway track and away for the fairways. Is that is that still the case? Yeah, it's only because I show them up. <laughs> um, no, it's, the golf game's going all right. Like you said, I had a fair bit of time. So um, last year, obviously, when they were open, I, I smashed it out on the golf course a fair bit. And um, I started playing fairly well. But obviously, you now we've gone back into lockdown since Christmas. But, uh, I haven't seen the grass very much. But um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to getting back out there very soon and uh, working on some skills so I can uh, show them a couple of boys uh, what's up. Good man. Uh, as I said, Cameron, well, we hope to see you going round uh, the country racing your speedway bike this season. So we're re- very much looking forward to that. But thanks very much for joining us on the podcast. No problem, mate. Take it easy. Dog Speedway. Dog Speedway. Okay, Graham. So there was lots of signing news in the Premiership this uh, this week as well. Uh, but I'm going to start with a wee bit of a negative before we go into the positives here. Um, negative for one man really uh, at Wolverhampton. They've been forced into into a team uh, a team change uh, to accommodate the new rising star, whoever that may be. It's not been announced as yet as we record the podcast. But that does mean that Jacob Thorsell misses out on a team spot uh, at Monmore Green, a rider who's really since he came into the, into the club he seems to have endeared himself to the fans and everybody around there, he's made progress year on year, uh, solid rider for the Wills but unfortunately he's going to miss out Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's kind of been a casualty of, of logistics it seems um, a little bit, and yeah you know, there's, you know, not every club's going to be happy obviously we, we, we spoke last week about the, the teams that need to make changes in the championship obviously that was more of an impact in the Premiership because not many of the teams would have had any of the guys that are on the Rising Star programme in there. One to seven and, and Tercel was the one to go. And, you know, I guess it's it's maybe the sensible decision, you know, international travel, who knows what that's going to be like, um, getting in and out, Brexit, visas, COVID, well, you know, we're not going to touch on all of those. But, yeah, it's he's maybe been a little bit of a victim of circumstance there and, and whether just... You know, when it when it came down to the numbers game, and I don't have the, the full averages in front, but I guess it maybe became a decision between the likes of Rory Schlein, Sam Masters, Jacob, or, or maybe Nick Morris. It was the one to go. And the fact that I can't speak for Nick Morris, but I know certainly that Rory and Sam are, are in the UK as we speak um, and are, are, have been based here the full time and will be based here over the summer. Um, that maybe was just the final sort of tick in the box for them over over Jacob. Yeah, it does certainly, certainly look like that. But it does. It's a wee hint of sadness there because I do. It, he is a popular rider at Monmore Green, and I always, always like him as a rider. I like watching him round wheels, and I thought he was a good, he was he was obviously a good rider for British Speedway as well. He's just seemed to be on that periphery, one of the riders who could maybe just make the jump up to the next level. Yeah, um, but maybe I think there was some, there was an injury a couple of years ago, wasn't yeah, there, that yeah. he seemed to be going and ready to take over the sort of Freddie Lindgren mantle as number one at Wolves, and then the injury maybe just set him back and he's levelled off, but I wouldn't be surprised, you know, he's on that kind of average that, that any team in the Premiership, if they need a kind of second or third heat leader kind of spell during the season due to injury or, or lack of form or whatever, then you know, if some of the logistics side of things are ironed out, I wouldn't be surprised to see him back in the UK. Um, just because, as you say, on his day, he's he's capable of being a number one in in any Premiership league. You know. Yeah, absolutely, and we have seen riders of of his kind of uh, ability uh, when they've when they've then missed out on British Speedway and concentrated on the more kind of European uh, based based stuff they've went and kicked on so fingers crossed even even at that that he goes and kicks on uh, in his career he always seems like kind of a nice guy so to kind of move on to the positives then one major positive I thought for this week Graham uh, was the announcement that Jack Holder was going to be returning at Sheffield Uh, he had signed up for the 2020 season and now he's signed re-signed back up for 2021 I won't lie when I first seen it I was a wee bit surprised that he was still going to do British Speedway 
because um, I've done the restrictions there, I'm not sure whether he signed up for a, a top division side in uh, Poland as yet. But I was a wee bit surprised to see him announced. But I'm absolutely delighted that he has. He's got bundles of ability, um, and it's good to have the name holder. It wouldn't be a Brit- it wouldn't be British Speedway within about the last twenty <laughs> years without a without a holder racing there. So it, it is good to see him still committing himself to the Tigers. Yeah, and, and I I can't agree more. I was. I'd actually just assumed that he was gone in regards to British Speedway this year. I'm almost positive he's at Torin, isn't he? Because he stayed with Torin last year when they got relegated, or a year and a half ago, two years ago, when they got relegated and and they walked away. Obviously, he was guesting um, a little bit of next regal last year, but I'm pretty sure he's he's signed in, nailed on at Torin. So when that was the case, I assumed that Sweden would be next on the agenda, um, particularly, you know, kind of the, you're right, the, they're at that holder name, although it's synonymous with British Speedway. I think they kind of moved on a little bit, and and things have happened with you know visas and stuff for Chris yeah. that, that have caused issues. Where I'm trying to get a spot back in British Speedway. So, yeah, he, he was one, that, and particularly when Batchelor signed, I knew they had to replace Nicky Pedersen as well yeah. at Sheffield. But I kind of thought, okay, Batchelor's available. They've signed him up to be the number one, and then they'll build the rest of the team maybe a bit more solid throughout. But yeah, delighted, delighted to see him and. And while the, the rest of the boys might not be there, you know, any chance I get to see Jack Holder ride the big fast tracks like Bellevue, some of the races yeah. they had there that were on, I guess, BT Sports at the time against, you know, Brady Kurtz and Max Frick and Craig yeah. Cook and the likes from a couple of years ago were, were outstanding. So a, a fantastic rider and one that I think we'll be talking about as a GP rider in 12 months' time. Um, must have been knocking on the door for that this year. I, you know, I think he would have been a wild card, but for Max Frick winning a round... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're kind of with some of the influence it has, and, and as you say, that the holder name does carry a bit of water with some of the sponsors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't have been surprised at that. And then I, I think Max deserved his space and, and, and warranted it after that win. So I think we're talking about a guy that in 12 months' time will be in the GP. So it's great to see him remain in British Speedway. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He joins uh, Kyle Hearth. No surprises there that Kyle's going to end up back at Allerton. Uh, I think he's team captain there, so uh, we'll no doubt catch up with Kyle over the next couple of weeks just to see the impact of everything that's going on in the world and within Speedway uh, and the Sheffield team building there. We'll no doubt catch up with Kyle. Um, moving slightly slightly south, uh, down towards Peterborough, uh, they announced, as we mentioned, Bjarne Pedersen was coming into the Panthers' side, uh, announced alongside Chris Harris. Um, what does this mean, do you think, Graham, in terms of we did have Niels Christian Everson signed up uh, to be on the Peterborough side? Uh, forgive me for, I'm doing this off the top of my head, I think Scott Nichols was signed up, obviously Chris Harris, but yep. Pedersen's coming in to replace someone. Do you think it's Niels Christian Everson? I think it might be. Um, I don't, and again, you know, it's my... I don't think Niels is doing the extra Liga, so there is a scope there for a few more leagues, but kind of as we've spoken about, you know, the the restrictions in, in Poland, where you're going to, you know, it doesn't affect Polish riders in the UK because there's minimal of those. We don't get the big Polish riders really come over to the UK. Where it does affect all the time is the Scandinavian riders because if outside the extra Liga, I think you're restricted to two other leagues. I think Extra Liga, the only one you ride in one other. Outside Extra Liga, you're restricted to two. So for a guy like Niels, it's pretty much always going to be Denmark and Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's, he's Danish, multiple-time Danish champion, a lot of big sponsors in Denmark. And then from a logistics point of view, you know, Sweden borders Denmark. It's just, a, you know, they're big countries, but it's just across the road. Yeah, um, and I speak to them, you know, you, you're not jumping in international flights and, and things like that. And obviously all the, the logistic stuff we've spoken about before so yeah I, I don't think I could be wrong stand to be corrected and, and Niels does actually have a house in the UK I know that and, and and sets himself up over here quite a bit but I wouldn't be surprised if, if that's the reason he's in there and and you know we made the joke we're on about when Bjarni and, and Crumpy are in at Plymouth about that being a a certain age group, well, if you've got a team where our good friends Scott Nichols, Chris Harris and Bjarni Pedersen in it, then uh, you know you might need to have a fight for the way P parking outside. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, I hope I, I know what you're saying about Neil Christian Everson, but there's still a part of me thinks that because he is based in the UK, that I, I understand what you're saying there in terms of sponsorship. That's the only thing that's kind of dragging my opinion to agree with you, but 
I would be shocked if he didn't um, line up for Peterborough, but because with no disrespect to Bjarne Pedersen, replacing Bjarne, uh, Neil Christian Everson with Bjarne Pedersen is not it's not a, it's not an upgrade, is it? And it's we're looking for that shot in the arm for the top for the top league. We don't want to be losing guys like Jacob Thorsell and Neil Christian Everson, Nicky Pedersen, Jason Doyle. These. These are all guys that we cannot afford. Robert Lambert, we can't afford to be losing. And they're all going in one go. They're all setting sail in one fail swoop, aren't they? Yeah, and it is a shame. You know, we, we were here kind of 12 months ago, buzzing for the season ahead with, with some of the names that have signed up. And, and you know, we've touched on the reasons why these riders are, are having to move on. But, you know, I just kind of view from where we've been in, in 2020 and moving into 2021, you know, is this year almost a reset year? Is it a year where you just kind of do what you can do? You know, there's, yep, there's things we need to look at and things that we, we, we need to do and we want to entice these guys back in and get them into the UK racing. But, you know, I, I see a lot of people saying, oh, we had a perfect chance to, to rebuild everything from the ground up. And, and my kind of opinion is this is probably the worst time to do that. You're, we're very positive, you know, and, but... And a lot of people are very positive, but you're still very much in the unknown. So, you know, I'm not sure if this was the time to be, you know, it, it, sort of it's, it's okay redrawing the wheel kind of thing. Uh, but It's okay to say that about, about starting just, right, well, let's cancel everything and rebuild for the ground up. Uh, the reality is, is that the world doesn't stop turning. And at the end of the day, like, when there's a lot of things outside your control, like Poland putting in the regulations, that's nothing to do with the BSPA. They can't help that. Riders can. Riders have then got to look at it and go, well, Poland's my number one source of income in terms of sponsors and uh, race points and signing on fees and X, Y and Z. And British Speedway is a bit of a bonus, but if I've got to be made to choose, then it's going to be Poland and obviously then it's based in mainland Europe or whatever. And that's not the British Speedway's fault, but it's... Oh, exactly, 100%. And, and that's in. where... Sorry, on you go. So I was just going to say, and that's where I think, actually, what you can do, though, and, and, and it's not a short-term fix, but what you need to do, and that's where I think the, the kind of rising star initiative has been brought in, is you have to put yourself in a position where the restrictions don't make as much of a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, if we were talking about the UK being in a situation where there was 10 riders that were knocking on the door internationally and were premiership heat leaders in a strong premiership, then Poland could kind of do what they want and it wouldn't really affect the UK too much. Where it has affected is, is we've had years in, and there's a lot of good work going on in the last few years and it takes time, but we kind of had years and it's not to have a dig at anyone that was involved at the time, but we had years of kind of nobody really coming through. You know, we mm-hmm. you look at some of the World Cup teams from four or five years ago, and outside of tie, we probably didn't really have anyone at the at the level to be challenging. We've now got we've now got Robert Lambert obviously as well, and you know we've got the guys coming through at the the younger end that are riding more abroad than ever before. Um, you know, guys we've, we've spoken about in the past. But what you need to do is put yourself in a situation where if Poland dictate that five or ten riders that were riding in the UK aren't going to come over, then then so be it. You've got 10 British guys that are just as good ready to step up um, and that will take time and, and I think that's hopefully where we're going um, but yeah it's you know what well, we're all buzzing for these big names coming over um, it's a shame they're not there but they've not been there in the past they'll come back they'll go they'll come back they'll go yeah. um, we, we can't control say, that the world keeps turning and eventually exactly. come back round you. you know all been well come the is it Monday the 3rd of May that's due to be the first Eurosport match mm-hmm. I want to be worried about the riders that aren't on track when I'm sitting down to watch yeah. that. Absolutely not, absolutely not. And as you say, the world keeps turning, and eventually these these riders will come back. My only slight concern is and it is that uh, what Poland have effectively done, and you know yourself, you've you've heard riders say this on numerous occasions. You you only get better by racing against better riders. Now. I hope there's not a kind of glass ceiling here that's been put onto British Speedway in terms of if these, if the bigger named riders are going, but we're using the rising stars in there. This is a, a bit of a negative kind of way of thinking. I understand that, but um, if the rising stars are there, they're in the, the the top division. But we've got riders who are 
extremely good riders, probably riders that have been world champions and rode in Grand Prix, but they're kind of, kind of coming back down the way. Really, again, if you're only as good as your opposition and you only learn for riders that you're better riders that you're racing against, over in Poland, they've got all the Grand Prix guys competing against one another, all making one another better. Does that make sense? Where they are, the pinnacle. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it certainly does. Um, again, no, my kind of a counter to that, and I don't want the the UK leagues to become a feeder leagues, but but let's be honest, it's so cutthroat in Poland that that guys don't outside the Polish riders and what they do with the, the youngsters and stuff over there is unbelievable. It's, it's the best in the world. It's fantastic, but they don't really develop riders in Poland, foreign riders. You know, they protect their own Polish riders, and that makes complete sense. But, you know, Polish top league aren't the ones that are bringing Aussie guys over. They're not the ones bringing American guys over in the main. You know, if the young Brits make their way through, they'll get their chance. You know, everyone in Poland wants to get one up on everyone else. You know, look at the rules and the way you've got to have an under-24 and an under-21 and, and your guys like, Smektala and, and Smars like a few years ago and Kibera and Chuganov that can almost win your league on their own by kind of bent not bending the rules but playing the yeah. system. You know, if you get the next, you know, if there's in a couple of years' time, if there's a, you know, I'm not putting any pressure on the kid, but say Jordan Palin, I've never seen him ride, but say he's a real deal and he jumps into the championship this year and averages seven or eight mm-hmm. and he's in the premiership next year and he averages six or seven and a Polish team can get him in the year after at 18 years old at reserve or as their junior rider however the rules may work over there they're still going to get the opportunity you know it's i think it's if you're good enough the chances will still be there and you're right it might take a risk but the british youngsters from what i can see have never been set up better to take that risk or europe has opened up to them in the last couple of years they're willing to go whether they're being encouraged through all these schemes that are in place you know they're Gone are the days, I would say, maybe of a, a 16 or 17-year-old kid that makes it in the UK by riding in all three leagues at the same time. That's where they'll they'll get their experience and that's where they'll make their, their bread and butter to start with. But they'll be put in a place to succeed because of Team GB, because of, you know, the, the no limits, the um, pole tech, all these training camps and stuff that are going on where they know how to be professionals and what the guys in Poland are doing in regards to sports psychologists, dietitians, you know, sports science, all that kind of stuff that, that takes you to the next level. Um, and actually where you, you try and balance that, in my opinion, is the stronger you can make Team GB on a world stage, the more you increase advertising and sponsorship because it gets more notice. You know, trust me, we've we seen it's enough about Speedway in the national press. If Britain were to go out and win the next three Speedway Nations or World Cups, you'd start seeing a lot more... Mm-hmm. Bigger companies would get involved, more money would come in. More money comes in means bigger wages are being paid. Bigger wages are being paid mean the top guys come back. It's all cyclical. We know that. Um, you know, we, see, we, we see kind from of. From my point of view, but Graham, we, we're looking at Poland. So what what we're doing is we're looking at the Polish system and the way they do it, which is quite right. It's like aim, that's that's the pin, domestic speedway. That is the pinnacle. So if they're only allowing riders from the top division in Poland to race in one other league. We need to be better than every other league. So we need to have something set up where uh, we we manage to manoeuvre ourselves into a position where we can compete, if not offer more money than Sweden. That's the, that is seen steady aiming to get domestic speedway dominance back again in the UK. We don't need to do that. All you need to do is beat beat Sweden to the push in terms of being the second league. We don't need it's to we don't need to outbid Poland. We don't need these big TV contracts that they've got where they can race behind closed doors and all this money's kicking about. We don't need to beat that. We don't even need to be equal with that. All we need to do is beat Sweden to be the second nation and get our own house in order to say, right, let's get a package together that beats Sweden. What 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 do we need to do that's better than what they're offering? Tracks would would no doubt be right on the, the, the high on the list for riders in terms of safety because we see that's what they moan about all the time, that the pre- track preparation on in Sweden's better and, of course, money. So... If it comes down to logistics, money, and track preparation, it doesn't sound that too di- too difficult, really, does it? <laughs> to actually get it <laughs> no, done. No, you're right. I had, you know, 
it's, it's the old analogy, isn't it? If you're being chased by a lion, you don't Aye. need to be the fastest, just the second slowest. Uh, you, don't need, <laughs> you don't need to outrun the lion, you just need to outrun yeah. the person that you're running beside. <laughs> so, I'll just say, Scott, if, if we've ever been chased by a lion, I'm just going to trip you up first, <laughs> and then I'll be off. Um, but no, it's, it's a valid point, and you're right. You know, Poland's a pinnacle, but let's control what we can control and make what we've got yep. better. And, and you know what? It's... I've got nothing but respect to anyone that goes out and, and tries to run a speedway team. We, we all know the issues that are there. Um, and, and you know, no, it's not perfect. Nobody is. It's not perfect anywhere. But I think they do a pretty pretty good job. And, and you know what? I've said it. It's, it's my, probably my buzzword of this podcast is positivity. I'm pretty positive about this year. Um, and I've, Matata. I've, <laughs> exactly. I think we've got a pretty good... We've got a good chance to kick on here. Yes, there's issues, yes, people are going to argue about things, but you know what? That's because people are bored. People are sitting in front of their keyboards instead of in front of the track. See, when it comes time and the first meeting of the season's there, good to go, then uh, all these people will still show up and we'll still be where we where we are um, and we'll be good to go. Exactly. That's, I'm putting that down now. Write that, sign it, seal it, print it, put it on the wall, whatever you want to do. Um Come the come May or whenever those gates open, I think British Speed will be okay. Good stuff. So one rider we are going to see returning to the Premiership is Craig Cook. Obviously, Craig Cook I had signed up to race for Kings Lenny returns there uh, and joins Lewis Br- Lewis Bridger and the Stars side. God help the team manager in the, <laughs> the Norfolk <laughs> Arena. But yeah, a great signing in all seriousness, especially after losing uh, Robert Lambert and Eric Riss. Uh, to get Craig signed back up there um, is pivotal because Craig's going to be a massive rider in that league this year. Yeah, 100%. You know, Craig's um, a, a guy that was was ready to be a number one you know, on last year's Premiership, and we'd have been up there fighting, I believe, with, with Robert for that slot at Kings Lawn. Um, he's kind of found a new home there after a few years at Bellevue. Um, everything you're seeing from Craig on social media and, and, and he's kind of putting out there is very similar, actually, um, to what you're seeing in a few people, is he's never realised, actually, how good he had it or, or how much he enjoyed Speedway. And I guess when you're in the middle of the grind and you're doing... 80 meetings a season and you've been in the van and you've been away from your family for days or you're up at four in the morning to fly here and then you've got a 12-hour drive and a bike to clean and all that kind of stuff the day-to-day gets to people but I think a few speedway riders have maybe seen the alternative and what's out there um, if they don't have it and that's that's kind of changing their changing their mindset a little bit and I, I think this will be a big big year for, for Kuki. Um, I don't think he's done on the international stage. No. I think he's still got visions. He's been a Grand Prix rider in the past. Um, he'll want to get back to, to that level again. And, and whether his way through that is, you know, I don't know how it'll work with qualifiers because of the British final last year. I don't know who gets it and how all that works. But he'll be looking to get back on that on that boat, get himself back into that frame. And yeah, the way for him to do that is to go out there and, and dominate in the Premiership, the way he has in the Championship for so many years, where, let's be honest, he's frighteningly good in the Championship. Um, and it's a great signing for Kings One, particularly as a, a bit of a known commodity. You know, great to see Lewis Bridger back in the sport, but we don't know, you know, with the commitment and we know the talents there and stuff with Lewis, but it's very difficult to come back after a few years out. Um, so, you know, it might take Lewis a little a little spell to get up to speed. Um, so having somebody that likes a cookie there, he should be able to lead the line from, from day one. Um, is a big coup and, and much much needed, I would say, for King's on. Absolutely, and it's good. I like when you, we see Cookie and he's, we see these videos and he seems determined and stuff like that because the thing is, Craig will be hurting. See, when it comes to like the Team GB stuff and we see like um, where Robert's in there, Dan Bewley's in there, Craig will be hurting. Craig wants to be part of that. That, that he, he'll, know, he'll know he's got the, uh, the talent to be in there in, in terms of Speedway and Nation stuff to ride alongside Ty. He'll be determined to get back involved with that again and it'll be good to see him uh, down at King's Lynn. I, I, I must admit, when he, um, when he left Bellevue, I think this, this is the perfect club for Craig. Uh, good people involved there. Uh, it's a track that will suit him down to the ground. A good, fa- good fan base and stuff like that. And I definitely think uh, it's a good 
good Premiership home uh, for Craig there, Graham. Um, one thing we did put out this week, and we're going to move on to it now, we're going to move away from the signings, because of course it is Valentine's Day, uh, Graham, um, and you can see our commitment where we're sitting doing a podcast with people from <laughs> Speedway World, um, but what we're going to do now is we're going to go back into the fan zone for the first time in a long time. The Fan Zone. Talk Speedway. Talk Speedway. So, Graham, uh, I must admit, I think you've won this hands down. Uh, <laughs> it's not often I say that when it comes to the Fan Zone. I have, I'm disappointed we didn't receive a poem uh, with the word, with some sort of play on Emil Saifutinov. I thought this was teed up for this. So on Twitter, we did put out today, uh, Sunday on Valentine's Day, uh, we were looking, we were all in need of a laugh, really, weren't we, Graham? Uh, and we were yep. looking for your Speedway-themed Valentine's Day poems. So obviously, roses are red, violets are blue. Um, so we had Scott Somerville messages say, roses are red, violets are blue, grass is green and shale is red. Good observation on colours there, Scott. Thanks very much. <laughs> Okay, I'm like stating facts for Mr. Summerville. Yeah, just stating the absolute facts of the world. Scott's a good man, he won't mind us making a joke there. Uh, <laughs> Chris Rathall, I like this one. Roses are red, violets are yep. blue. I'd like a 5 1, but I'll settle for 4 2. <laughs> did like that one, that was good. Uh, Stuart Bell did messages, but we're not getting into the whole. <laughs> we're not getting onto the whole we hate Geordies and Mackhams and all that kind of sort of stuff. We'll stay right out of the politics for that. <laughs> um, so we only did get a few of these. As, as I say, I was disappointed we never got one for uh, regarding the male side footing of. I thought it was teed up for yeah. that. Uh, but well, Kate... We need to have a wee word with usual contributor James Black. Mm-hmm. You know, when we ask for puns, we normally get ones of length or arm for James. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm not having it that he was more he was more romantic than us and he's out there whining and dining. Um, See, he's good think that, they're coming up, you know. I did, I did think that when we were getting, because as I say, we there's lots of likes and retweets, etc., etc. Um, but not not a hell of a lot coming back here. So yeah. uh, the one but, I did like, um, what was the one from K Test, KT, KS FC? Obviously, a Swindon fan. Robins are red. Our fans are blue. We're out for twenty one, but back for twenty two. <laughs> um, that's tremendous work there. Brilliant. I'm going to give you the honour here cause, because I genuinely, you were straight in after I asked for it as well. It was pretty. That's it. You know, anyone, we, everyone knows we don't do a huge amount of planning for this. So it was lovely you to put me on the spot. I got the notification saying, oh, the Talk Speedway has tweeted something. Oh, that's nice. That'll be Scott plugging tonight's show. And then I see my name pop up and I thought, oh, what's that now? So he put me on the spot. Um, so yes, I managed to get a reply that I was quite proud of um, pretty quickly. Um, of course, and everyone, hope you've got your 50p's ready. You, you will be expecting it. So, roses are red, violets are blue, the monarchs have won the league five times since 2002. <laughs> now, technically, it's since 2003. That's when we won the first one, but that doesn't rhyme. So, I'm taking that <laughs> as a victory. It's still factually correct. Um, I mean, I'm sure some of the Glasgow fans would say, actually, you've only won the five leagues since 1902 as well, because we've won it five times in total. It just so happens it was since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, that was my effort. And uh, See, that's as romantic be, as to, I get. To be perfectly honest, when you're sitting with an empty trophy cabinet, you can't start pulling people up for five five league championships and things like that. You can't, <laughs> you can't really be doing that. But I did notice that James Black, the myth man, actually did like that. So I'm disappointed he never got involved with that. Uh, but we will get the fans on going again. We do enjoy doing that. Uh, we do enjoy getting the fans involved and getting your interaction there. Uh, on social media um, we hope that everybody's had a nice Valentine's Day and, and during a pandemic you're kind of forced into it you can't go and hide for the day can you when you've not got a card and you need to be on the ball you can't exactly. mess up yeah, the, go the day off what's uh, what's the card company online the Moonpig mm-hmm. they must have made a kill on this year because nobody's nipping out to buy flowers or anything like that, so nah. everything must have been coming through places like that. Yep, absolutely. Good plug for Moonpig there as well, Graham. Thanks. You could get a wee <laughs> backhander for that one, did you? <laughs> uh, I'll be going on to them. I'll be sending it to them to make sure they got it. <laughs> absolutely. Um, Graham, we're almost at the end of this week's show. This week's show. If you would like to get involved via social media, you can follow us on Twitter at Talk Speedway and, of course, on Facebook and Instagram. 
Instagram at Talk Speedway Podcast. Uh, we have been running uh, we're, and we're going to continue to run over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're just re-advertising really our My Life in Speedway series. We took you right back to the start this week with Mitchell Davey, uh, Kevin Dillon, Sean Wilson, Carol Stone here and Gary Stead. And we'll continue that uh, from Tuesday onwards this week as well. A lot of guys, a lot of people messaging saying that they're enjoying reliving that series. But all of that is available in our back catalogue. You can listen again via our website at talkspeedway.co.uk or via Spotify, Apple and wherever you get your podcast. You can check out ways to listen via our website as well. Uh, Graham, there's not really a lot left for us to say other than we'll see you next no. week on the Talk Speedway podcast and we will definitely yeah. be ignoring our NFL predictions for last week. We're right <laughs> out the window. We're not going to say any more on that subject. Yep. Yep, uh, that was that was uh, that was just in line with pretty much most of my predictions. I said I'm not backing against Tom Brady. I think that's the only thing I said that did come true. Um, you know, Tampa were were dominant, and yeah, back next week. And remarkably for us, Scott, we've actually got next week's show already planned. Yeah, <laughs> a week in advance. So next Absolutely. week we'll have Roddy. We can put the the end of the, the speculation we've got Roddy McDougall on next week the offer of no breaks um, a soon to be published Speedway book just about how British Speedway dealt with the pandemic in 2020 um, we've spoke to Roddy quite a bit um, and, and you know we're in it we made exactly. the I, say, I, don't, I don't think Roddy will mind us putting this in that <laughs> we are in the book we have been mentioned but, but Roddy sort of spent the year keeping up to date with riders promoters various things and, and I'm really looking forward to this book coming out so yeah um, we'll, we'll get a good plug on that and we'll get Roddy on next week to chat Absolutely. on that um, but yeah yeah we're back so I, as you said there we're back with a bite sized podcast next week uh, and the week after we'll then get in back into the Speedway News there's only so many signings you can talk about in a week isn't there Graham let's be honest so <laughs> uh, yeah as Graham says we will be back next week with the bite sized show with Roddy McDougall uh, Previewing his book, uh, which was released in May, early May. Graham. I think so. I think I've seen on Twitter. Um, you can actually follow the book on Twitter just now. It's at No Breaks Twelve, and I believe the published date is the third of May. Yep. Um, from going from that, so it'll be good to chat about Roddy and, and just get a bit of insight into that. And then, of course, in the run up to the the book being published, we will we will be sure to to keep everyone updated with what's happening on that. But yeah, it'll be an interesting chat, no doubt. Absolutely. Well, until next week, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. Talk Speedway. Talk Speedway.